What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. Uh, ready to talk about some sex. Baby, let's talk about you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. You really fucked up the, the Fucking in the boot. Put it in your. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> I really like that, like that song. Yeah, yeah, me too. I really like that song. But what speaking about, of that song, what about this? What song? Uh, was that, that song. on your? Is that from your Smangin' playlist? Yeah, the yeah, the talking about. This is Jeremy Saunders original. Yeah, I actually made it and I put it on the uh, Smangin' playlist. Is this on your on your Smangin' playlist? Is it? Nope. Oh, it's so good. You gotta get that closer to the mic. People can't hear it. Oh, yeah. If anybody's fucking to this song... How? Uh, I don't know. But if they are, I'm obsessed. Here it is. Okay, we don't have the we permission can't. to play it's this. It's so sexy. What a sexy video. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. What's He has one hoop earring. Stop it. 
Okay. Uh, but I gotta say, since since we since I put the Smang It playlist up on iTunes. Yeah. Okay. Full disclosure: haven't done it on Spotify. People are asking. I, I don't fucking like Spotify. I haven't done it, but uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. But I've been getting a bunch of people adding me on <laughs> in, on iTunes. Oh, They're yeah? like, yeah, all these people following my iTunes. So. There's people out there, babe, that are that are smanging it to the smang it list. <laughs> I uh, I like that. Um, you know, you're multi talented, and I, I got to say, you put together a pretty good playlist. I haven't listened myself to the um, smanging one, but you're good. You're good at that. I should start curating uh, smang it lists for specific sort of um, types of smanging it. Yeah, you know, like. Uh, some breakup sex smang it list. Oh. Just really sad f- <laughs> music to fuck to. Wait, so you've just broken up. Yeah. And you're about to have breakup sex. You're never going to see each other again. You've been in love for three years. Uh, you own a bunch of things together. Oh. And it was kind of a bad breakup, but you're both adult enough to... Have one um, last... Have one last... Roll and Make sheets. fuck. Yeah. And... Uh, and the songs that go with that, you know, it's you know what song will be on there. Uh, what? This right here. Listen to this. Ready for this? I don't think we're allowed to do this I hope for time any- after time is on there by Cindy Lauper. Oh dear. Yeah, you're looking right into each other's eyes. I guess this is goodbye. These are the last pumps. Oh, this is right before climax. And then you go. And then in your face. And then everyone will know that that's why they broke up. You know, that's one of Becca's favorite songs right now. That one. It's called Eulogy, and it's from the Stranger Things two Netflix original series soundtrack. But it's not on the Smegan list. Uh, it will be now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. So. This you're really excited about this thing that you want to do. This yeah, okay. I am really excited about this. Take it away, Bridie, because I'm I'm just as stoked. Yeah, I know you are. Okay, so wait a second. So we got this um some fan mail. Um, someone one sec. Someone tweeted. <coughs> someone tweeted at us that they were listening um to our podcast. And then their brother tweeted at them or texted them about me coughing on the podcast and reminded her that I'm dying. And she got really sad about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's because he's dying. (laughs) Guys, we're all dying. We're all dying. Um, We're all going to be dead. So uh, um, I'm not sure how you pronounce your name, but I hope it's okay. I'm going to say Doris. 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 (laughs) <laughs> um, I would probably say it's probably Doris. D o r r y s. D o r r y s. Yeah. Oh, it's Doris. 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 <laughs> she's yeah. from uh, she's from the Ukraine, I believe, right? Doris. Oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, this listener sent us um, some uh, some pages out of a book called Sextrology that explains about how our um, uh, astrological signs affect our, our sexual personalities. Wow. And I, as you know, <clears throat> love that shit. Now, so, now I just want to preface. We get this email 
Okay. Email comes in. It's like, hey, you guys, you guys are going to be so excited to read this. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I open the email and uh, somehow she she pieced together that I'm a Capricorn, right? Because I'm- We my, talked about that on the podcast. Right. Okay. So I my birthday- I would be so sure that this is a, a female necessarily. Okay. So Do- Dorius, uh, <laughs> uh, whatever their gender is, let's not, let's not assume- okay. um, knew that I my birthday is January 5th. Mm-hmm. I'm a Capricorn man. Uh-huh. And they sent this uh, thing, this this whole thing. Now, I was expecting to read maybe, uh, I don't know, like uh, a fucking, what do you call those things in the paper? A horoscope. A horoscope. Mm-hmm. She, d- dude, they sent one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 fucking pages out of a book. And we all know you don't read books. I don't <laughs> read books. I don't read anything. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't want to know how. So I read it to him. No. So I was sitting in the, I was sitting at fucking Mr. Lube today. Uh-huh. Not the Mr. Lube you're thinking of. <laughs> the one that I had to go for the car uh, to get my tires changed. I sat there for three hours. So what did I do? You read I read this fucking thing. How far did you get? I read the whole thing. Okay. I read the whole thing. Great. Yeah. So go ahead. I can't wait to hear what yours said because oh, I guess- Oh, did you not read mine? I didn't read yours. Oh, okay. But I, but I read mine. And originally when you when you said you looked at it and you didn't understand some of it, I was like, yeah, but you know what? Just keep reading. Because some of it, for, I agree, for me, it was like, I don't know what we're talking about. It sounds like it's written by- I don't know, like somebody who... Oh, no. I I know exactly who it is written by. Who's it written by? Well, I'll tell you who I feel like... I'll tell you who I read it in the voice of. Okay. In my head. Yep. First, tell everybody what the fuck we're talking about here. Because we haven't even said what the fuck this is. All right. So, so our listeners sent us in the pages associated with Capricorn man a straight capricorn man so i guess this book also um divides it also has like uh uh uh, gay uh sexual personality as well the differences between um a capricorn woman would be different than a capricorn man etc so it's anyway capricorn man straight capricorn man your sex personality and then I and it breaks like, it down by like sextrology and body and sign and uh other language that they would use in this sort of writing couplings couplings um i liked it so i of course requested mine because i love this stuff um and so i got mine too and i read mine and i was like Usually I'm used to reading horoscopes or things about my sign that make me feel really good about myself. Oh, this made... Okay. Interesting that you are saying that. Because when I read my thing from this book, I was like, I'm a nightmare. I did say... There was one part of this that I read and I went, yeah, it's true. I'm a a piece of shit. (laughs) Um, But when I was reading it, you know who I read it in the voice of? So, you know that one of my all-time favorite television series ever is Penny Dreadful. Right. Uh, with the beautiful Vanessa Ives and, and Dr. Frankenstein and, and the whole cast. Do you remember a character within that show? His name was Ferdinand Lyle. <laughs> he, was the, he was the host who hosted a very lavish party in the season one where he brought a medium to... Uh, to to guide everyone <laughs> through speaking speaking to the oh, spirits yeah. in the other world. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's got this uh, very uh, unique. I'm going to try to do an impression. All right. Okay. 
That's one second. This is how I read the whole thing in my and th- and the reason I read it this way is because of how you got to admit this thing is written it's, fucking silly. Like it's, it's he's the cat's meow, the tarnished star on an al- aluminium Christmas tree, the masculine equivalent of Ma'am or Nora Desmond. The very Saturn-esque piece de resistance. In other words, the very limit. <laughs> that sounds exactly like the character you played uh, on stage. <laughs> what was the character's uh, name? Sir Benjamin Backbite. Benjamin Backbite. Yeah, a little higher pitch, Benjamin Backbite. There's a word here that I couldn't quite get, though. He's like some de- uh, deposed czar still doing his Golden Age royalty routine for courtiers come barkeeps. Courtiers dash C U M come dash barkeeps. What's how do you spell courtiers? I don't know. C O O C O U R T I E R S. Courtiers come barkeeps. A courtier is a person who attends a royal court as a companion or advisor to the king or queen. So you're the come companion. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there was a bunch of shit in here. It didn't. It really didn't peg me at all. It was saying that, like, I only love things that are old. I dress like an old man. <laughs> like, I dress like I'm like I'm my grandfather. It did say a couple things about, um, you know, about how... I, man, it did, it did say something here about... I'm going to read something that it did say that made me feel... <clears throat> that made me feel not so great, but also made me go, yeah, that's kind of... That is kind of me. So, uh, we're talking about sex and relationships in this part of the book. And it says, the main point when it comes to sex and relationships, or really any life goal, is that the goat guy, Capricorn, simply cannot cope with competition. This makes him a unique character, as whatever successes he does achieve are accomplished in so signature a manner that he stands in a category all of his own. Otherwise, he's never in the running. Herein, we see the quintessentially Capricorn male modus for operating in the world. He starts out on top, typically entering an arena of human awareness, whether on an an intimate or global level, at the top of the heap. Think of Salinger's glass children at the height of fame in tenderest youth. (sighs) Okay, sure, whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) With nowhere to go but down. Life being one long anticlimactic day... Denu, um, denouement. <laughs> this is the cat male experience. If he lands a new job, he'll be ushered in as some sort of wonder kid whose elevated position is precarious to stay the least. In popular culture, the Capricorn doesn't merely tap into a particular slice of the zeitgeist. He personifies the pinnacle of that genre, capping, in quotations, it off. There was a rock and roll then there was Elvis. There was a boxing. Then Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali. There was the Hollywood leading man. Then Gary Grant. Or sorry, Cary Grant. And the American novelist. Then J.D. Salinger. The list goes on. Uh, on and on. Indeed, the zenith brand of Capricorn's greatness in near impossible to sustain. However, the seagoat knows when it's time to slide back into obscurity. Self-imposed or not. And as time is always on his side, regroup before navigating the next big ascent. Which spoke to me uh-huh. in terms of my, uh, in terms of like uh, at my acting career. Yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. 
But then it uses that analogy and directs it towards like relationships. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of like that kind of is me. Yeah. And it made me feel kind of scummy. Right. Like kind of a scummy. <laughs> well, I was going to say a word that I, I, I'm not allowed to say on here. Yeah, no, you can't say that. Um, but yeah, so that's how I felt about it. But it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. I don't know. There was a lot of bullshit in there. Yeah. I'm I'm looking for something I can it, I can read um to you but I but it basically says that that um so Pisces is at the end of the zodiac and it 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 is supposed to like encapsulate qualities of all of the other zodiac signs. That's what you're Pisces? Yeah. Okay. And uh and so so um so like highly sexual, but um, outwardly like very prudish and and uh, uptight. Yeah, so that's that sounds about you. <laughs> sounds yeah. about right. It also it likens me to a T to uh, Blanche Dubois. So like living oh, yeah, in a delusional yeah. land. Go, yeah. And you are uh, a little bit delusional. Yeah, there we go. And uh, and it also says I attract many gay men, and that I that I um, that I. Uh, that I'm demure and um, what did it say? I'm passive in bed, but I like to I like to receive and like being pampered is something that I really want. But it also said that um, when I get drunk, my eyes drift in different directions. It did. Yeah, that's true. I know. Holy shit! I know. How did it know that about you? I don't know. You googly eyed drunk. <laughs> oh God. Oh my god, there's some really good stuff in here. So, I like I, what is this? Like what's the fucking what's the point of all this? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Was I, I supposed to take something from reading that? You know, was I supposed to learn something about myself? I guess I kind of did. I kind of just learned that I I don't really like the way I move about my life sometimes. <laughs> that's uh yeah. I got, I got that from this too. Yeah, I I mean, that's you know, that is a uh, that is a a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, for me too. I also got. I mean, there were some, some things in here that I read, and I was like, I like that. And also, I um, it makes me feel like I understand a little bit about um, my sexuality a little bit more. Mm. Um, and I, I'm kind of okay with it. I'm kind of okay with the idea of being like pampered. There, um, there was another thing that it said, and I can't find exactly where it is there, but it was like. Um, the Capricorn man is like the is like the the greatest prize for anyone who 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 like starts dating them or whatever. Right. And like in the beginning, they're this amazing, beautiful thing. And even the the friends and family members of this person look to him thinking, "What a catch! What right. a what an amazing catch!" Right. And then and then like. Very soon into the whole thing, uh, the the shroud is lifted, and it uses the words very specifically. Uh, he turns into a melancholy baby, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, man, that's me. I'm fucking like in the beginning. It's it's like uh, uh, I feel like in the beginning I nail it. I'm some fucking god, and then three weeks in, there's a big realization of like, oh." Oh my God! He's just a melancholy baby. You know, <laughs> I, I read one here too that I think you'll you really like. I don't I don't know if I can find it in words, but it basically said that she is uh, 
she is both she is the most demanding and the least easy to please <laughs> dude that is fucking <laughs> so you oh uh, we suck no but it also said she's never one to discuss her internal workings with a man she'd sooner do so in group therapy or a 12-step program which is maybe and then it says there must uh there must be remain a line between the sexes whereby she is allowed to stew in the juices of her own imagination whether pursuing a solo creative yearning or simply alternating her days between good books good naps and a few good nips in the evening so do you think these things that we read about ourselves that we're like that we're um that we might see within ourselves Mm -hmm. do you think that they do you think you can change that do you think you can like or do you think that no this is who i am i am a pisces through and through or fucking whatever you're and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. No, I because there were some things I read in here and I'm like, you know what? It might be true. Like it said, I have a maniacal jealous streak, mm. but it's like, and I feel like I, um, I also have the tools to manage those things. So like maybe in my rawest form without, mm. you know, censoring myself in any way, maybe these things are a little more true than they are in that I don't know. I think I think I was really lucky to come across like yoga philosophy when I was like very young, 20, 21. It said this in there too. It was like a Capricorn man drawn to things like yoga or meditation to keep him grounded. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. 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 And I feel like, yeah, so some of these things are, are I've probably balanced out. I don't, yeah. I don't think I'm super prudish. And I don't think I like tweed hats. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm like I dress. I don't dress like a grandpa. Do I dress like a nun? I guess uh, I kind of do sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's cool, Bride. Um, and thank you. Uh, um, uh, what was her name? Dorius. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot for that. Uh, thanks for pointing out some stuff about us, even though you don't know who we are, and even though a lot of that stuff wasn't really true. I, you know, I, like I. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I do think that um, I, I think astrology is a little bit. It's not for me, um, but I do like to. I'm more into witchcraft. You know, like where we? I, why aren't we still? Why aren't spells a thing? No, dude, they are. Okay, can someone get me into that shit? Yeah, you really want, want to get into that? Yeah, I want to get into some like black magic. Black magic? I, I'll fuck with it. Um, I don't think you want to do that. I kind of do. We need a Ouija board. Okay, so it's not really, I don't think it's really called witchcraft anymore. I think it's called Wicca. Uh, Well, I'm talking about witchcraft. (laughs) I want enchantments. I want to eat babies in the woods in a small hut that smells funny. You know, I want to wear, like, I want to have a stick between my legs and float around a fire. Um, I, yeah, stealing babies and, and what have you. Um, I want to turn into a different animal and uh, lure people deeper into the deep, dark woods. So I think you're living, that's a bit more of fantasy as opposed to the actual practice of okay, so, earth related religion. Well, so how do I get closer to that? How do you get closer to eating babies mm, in a yeah. foul smelling hut? Yes, yes, yes. Um, how I don't think I have to, I don't think I've worked pretty hard to, to get closer to a foul smelling hut. <laughs> no, waking up in the same room as you if the door and the window is closed is kind of like that. Oh, stop it. It's no. not that bad. 
I don't know. You know, you could go down to the neighborhood, which at uh, downtown. Yeah, someone was talking about that. Yeah. And there's like spells in there, right? Well, yeah. Are there enchantments? They're probably, there's stones. Okay. Yeah, I can get into stones. I like like crystals. I think crystals crystals. are fun. Since when? I kind of dig them. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody had them, was wearing them at Evolve, and I was just like, fuck, I want a crystal. Jeremy, this is crazy. I I'm not going to fucking you. charge it under the moon. Well, you but I'll have it. Might have to. Yeah, maybe. Um, I bought, we bought, uh, we got a crystal dildo for Becca. That's, that's true. A pretty cool thing. Yeah. Um, all right. This is, we, we, this, <laughs> I, you know what? I don't even know what this was. Uh, we didn't really talk about sex much. I, did you, listeners, did you enjoy this? It said I like anal. No, it fucking did not. It did. Yeah. It did? Yeah. How does this thing know all this it, about you? It said I I'm 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 pretty much open to anything. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um We should get hey uh Dodius. Uh will you send what's what's Becca? She's also Pisces. She is? Yeah. Oh yeah, right. You guys the birthday is like a week away. Yeah. Oh interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting that you're both Pisces and I'm dating both of you. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Huh. We're technically not dating. Yeah, we're our dating days are over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Those days are long gone. <laughs> long gone. Uh, all right. Well, somebody else sent us in. Um, you mentioned a pineapple up your butt on an episode, didn't you? Oh God, did I? That yeah. sounds horrible. Yeah, you were talking about a uh, pineapple. Uh, having a pineapple up your butt. I can't remember why. I, I don't know if that's a good idea. I think been... <laughs> people shouldn't do that too often. But uh, but someone sent us a link to an app. Um, oh, I've u- I used it. Fruit salad tonight. Fruit, fruit salad tonight. Yeah. Did you use it? I just signed up for it, um, and I entered uh, Mary and Joseph. So it seemed festive. It seemed it's naughty. The names, yeah, it's naughty. And the I, first challenge. I mean, I didn't do- use it. I just kind of put. I just was by myself, and I did it. And the first challenge I had. So basically, it's an app that it's like a, a sex game that you can use for for you and your partner. Yeah. And the first game that came up was. Um, uh, it instructed me to let my partner know that they were supposed to make a very important phone call and the phone call was supposed to last no more than three minutes. And during that three minutes, my challenge would be to orally please my partner and make them moan. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do it, you don't win. But if you do it, you win. And that's okay. Ooh, that's naughty. Well, here's one. What do you got? Well, so this was the challenge. Well, well, well. It seems that someone was caught stealing money from the company safe. How can we resolve this without the police? Fire them. Joseph, blindfold Mary and tie her wrist to a coat hanger. Oh my Have God. her down on her knees and hang her on the doorknob. For sure, don't do that to your empl- your employer, give your employee. Her a proper spanking. Five times. Done. Let Mary show you her gratitude for keeping it a private matter. Ooh. So, uh, hold on. You're supposed to do this at work. I I feel like with the climate of the world today, you can't, you're, you're, you're not, you're, uh, you're going to lose your job. That's good. You're probably right. Um, that's very, uh, they had difficulty levels too. Is that easy? Secretary. That was, uh, I think that was, uh, easy. I don't know. I don't okay. Know. Oh no, it's moderate. It's okay. Moderate. moderate yeah. Yeah. It, so someone sent us this and they were like, you guys might like it. Check it out. 
Uh, I did. I did like it. It's kind of fun. Here, I'll, I'll pull one out right now. Um, let's do uh, Wild Panther. Ooh. Egyptian queen Cleopatra has always loved her men wild. Today, she's leashed a few of the strongest slaves to her throne. Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Down on all fours, they've been dressed as the wild panther, dangerous and cunning. Night falls, and she chooses Jeremy, the strongest of the slaves, to accompany her to her chamber. She undresses, her eyes bearing through you. You are expected to continue the role of the wild panther, not speaking a single word, only growls, roars, ravage her. All right. Holy moly. Wow. So if you're looking to spark things up, what's this called again, Brian? Fruit salad tonight. Fruit salad tonight. Interesting choice of name. Yeah, I like it. Uh, uh, okay, let's throw it to this week's episode. Uh, this week's episode's guest, I forget the name we used for her. It wasn't her real name because... Maybe it was Molly. We've had a lot of Molly. There's been a lot lately. of Molly's. Maybe it was a Molly, but I don't think it was. No. Um, but we hope you enjoy it. And uh, listen... The holidays are upon us. It, I don't know what you celebrate, you listener out there driving your car or touching yourself to our voices. <laughs> uh, but if it's Christmas, Merry Christmas. If it's anything else, it's marry Hanukkah? that to you. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah's like over now. No, doesn't a Hanukkah goes on for days and days? Eight days. <clears throat> Eight days of Christmas, baby. Uh, <clears throat> um, so happy holidays to you and yours. Uh, we may or may not take a break. Uh, next week, um, even though the holidays will be done. We're not releasing an episode of Sick Boy on Monday mm. because it's Christmas. So I figured maybe we'll just not release an episode of Turn Me On on Wednesday. But uh, Go out and have some sex that day. How about this? If you're listening right now, mm-hmm. if you are fucking aching for a post-boxing day episode, let us know. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can email us at termionpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you want an episode. If you do, if the, if the people speak loudly, as many as you of you who've added the Smangit playlist to your iTunes, then we'll do it. Uh, that's it for now. I guess we'll see you on the other side. See you there. Well, I used to listen to Sick Boy uh, because of my used involvement. To li- I'm well, sorry. I still do. Used to? I still do all the time. I started listening to Sick Boy because of doing stuff at Shana Rama in, in my right. undergrad, and nice. then eventually kind of found out about this one. And isn't Sick Boy awesome? Oh, so awesome! Deb. I love it. Yeah, it's I'm great. actually I haven't watched your TED Talk yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, we we uh, we sp- I've spent. That's actually why I'm so tired is because yeah. my face has been in front of a screen for the entire day Yeah, because we, we kind of put a heavy blast out today on mm. social media about it. Yeah. So um, uh, that's why this episode is brought to you by Red Bull. Uh, they're not an official sponsor, but if they would like to be, they can be. Yep. Just email us at termionpodcast at gmail.com because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on like another planet right now.
Yeah. I feel like I'm on another planet too because I just had you're my all fucked spine up. Spine crack. Yeah, yeah babe, you're so fucked. Weird. Yeah. What's going on with your neck? Um, I Todd was giving me a massage the other day, and he hit a trigger point in my back, and it felt great. And I was like, "Yeah, that's perfect." And then he stopped, and I got up to move around, and my whole back went into spasm. So apparently, uh, my osteopath was telling me today that if you reach a trigger point, she was like, "Don't let your boyfriend massage you again." No, she was like. It's too bad you haven't had more people massaging you uh, casually for a lot longer. Like, but I heard that Jeremy doesn't like. Oh doing fuck! It, so. Right off <laughs> um, with that shit. I'm actually into it now. That's great. I can give you one tonight if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I would like it on my feet though, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, I can do that. Let's do that tonight. We'll do yeah. that tonight. But if you uh, if you don't go all the way with the trigger point, you can go into. Just what does that mean? If you don't go all the way with like the trigger point, if you get if you get the trigger point and you're like massaging it, I think, and it feels good and whatever, but maybe you're not trained and you don't know how to like you don't know follow what you're doing. through and take care right. of the whole area, then maybe it starts referring to other parts of your body. Oh. But you, Jeremy, are gonna love this. This morning, so I have this morning practice where I get up at like five or six and I sit and I write for an hour. I um, And sometimes I do like a little research while I'm doing it because I'm like looking for inspiration. And Sometimes um, you draw pictures of me. <laughs> yeah, little stick figures. Little stick figures. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jeremy. Yeah. I don't like to give massages. It hurts <laughs> okay. my thumbs. All right, all right. <laughs> um, I have a whole cartoon series about you actually. <laughs> um, but this morning I was, I was like, okay, let's just Google what some metaphysical causes of a sore neck could be like what's it symbolize mm. i know you're gonna be really into yeah. this just let i'm me already on board no no yeah. no please enlighten so, me so there was like you know uh you know chinese medicine and and like yoga and patsy rodenberg the voice teacher and all of these people talking about like what happens at the neck and i of course i'm just picking out things that like um resonate with me kind of like confirm the things i already want to believe like um so the meridians in your body like in chinese medicine or acupuncture they you know they go from your head to your organs or whatever and they're like if you're going to sensory overload and you're having like a lot of stimulation there's this bottleneck effect which i really liked because of the play on word bottleneck bottleneck so it like it 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 all builds up at the pass to your brain, and so you're not able to express your thoughts and opinions and beliefs as effectively, or problem solve effectively, or whatever. It's just like this, a constant feeling of overstimulation, and the shoulders, of course, and the neck, like the idea of carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, oh, yeah. taking on too much responsibility, taking on responsibility for things that aren't yours. And I'm like, this is all what's happening in my life right now. And so, is this saying that it's essentially building tension in your neck because that's where it's bottlenecking? Well, I I made that association. Oh, okay, I feel like but that's pretty I was reading about shoulder and neck tension. Hold on, do you though? Yeah, I feel as like as, people as, hold their tension in their shoulders all the time. As like the basic, like almost a scientist that's in right, the room. Right. Well, yeah, because like that's where you hold a lot of your tension. It is. It I truly feel like is. Anytime I've gotten massages and stuff, they're like, "You must be stressed," or "Oh, you're studying all the time," or. But do you think that that is a uh, a result of bottlenecking through the meridians? I think that it's probably a mixture of stress tension in your neck, but if you want to call it the bottleneck effect, then, you know, yeah, that works out. That's Whatever what language like. works, I guess. Whatever yeah. language I mean, works. it's all exactly the same thing. Yeah. One really interesting thing they did say, though, is that um, 
it can present as a buildup of tissue across the upper back of aging women, you know, and you can kind of see this like rounded forward and like this you like see that humpback, humpback effect. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you see it a lot, I find, in like women. Oh, babe, the other day I was at Halifax Shopping Center and I saw an old man and he was literally an L shape. Yeah. I've it, seen it was that so, quite a it bit. Just, it broke my heart because I was like, God, I hope I don't ever get that old. Like, That's not an age thing. Oh, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I think it was. According to what I was reading today, he it's was, a buildup of self-directed rage. Sure. But he was <laughs> he was for sure like at least 400 years old. Like it was the oldest. It was He was the oldest person I had ever seen in my life. Right. For sure. I feel like age had something to do with it. Maybe, Maybe. but you see like 102-year-olds that come into the yoga studio and you're like, yeah, you're upright. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. true. This is very true. It's years of holding the bottleneck effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with those meridian Repressing it, (laughs) suppressing it, keeping it down. You know, I I actually just get a kick out of of, um, uh, just like ribbing you when we dive into this kind of stuff. Oh, I know. Because I, I do subscribe to a lot of it. To a degree, mm-hmm. um, but I just, I like, I just like. I know, you're playing up the dynamic. It's fun. I know yeah, it is, fun. it's fun for you. Our little characters developed. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting more and more into it all S- the time. Speaking of characters. Yeah. Cece. Yeah. How you doing? Good. It's it's always fun listening to things like this as someone with a science background. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Because there's part of it, like, I am not a religious person in any sense, but like, I like to try to figure out what spirituality means to me because, like, I'm a health professional, so yeah. that's part of health. It is. Like, your spirituality is part of your health. And so I try to, like, meet the two of them, but there's so many things where I'm like, but is that really what it is? Mm-hmm. Or, like, is that what mm-hmm. you call it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like we – I mean, I I feel like I'm a, a – majoritively scientifically based person mm-hmm. but i'm a fucking yoga teacher as well right. you know like yeah. i've died we dive into the the metaphysical spiritual type oh, yeah. shit all the time um but yeah it is it is super interesting i mean and that's the thing is that it, it <clears throat> really if you look at it it's all boils down to language and the way we des- decide to describe it yeah absolutely the people who existed, you know, eons ago that, you know, that founded ancient Chinese medicine, they didn't have the technology oh, yeah. that we have today, yet they were able to, like, figure things out about the human body, and they just worded it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And because we have evolved the way we have with technology, we have specific words that relate to the exact same shit that they've been talking about forever. So... I don't know. I've, it is all in the way you word it and yeah. your language and what what relates to you and what whatever works for you yeah, too. Absolutely. Like if if that's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Sounds like, really abstract to me, but yeah. you're like, this is how I understand what's going on in my body. Then I'm like, well, then great because yeah. it's far more important for you to understand, feel like you are like connected to your body than it is for me to understand what the hell you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, Have you always been a pretty, like, scientific person, Cece? I grew up really religious. Oh, like, really as a come maybe strong, but, like, pretty Catholic. I was in a traveling Christian choir when I was younger. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had, like... What does that mean? A traveling Christian choir? So, it was, like, a youth choir, and we would go to churches all over southern Ontario, singing songs, spent every weekend, at least one day a weekend, either billeting at someone's house, like at a church or practicing like 
to do that next weekend. Oh wow! And then I did got, you compete? Was it a competitive no, thing or just no, a just for purely God. entertainment? Just, just for, for God, for the just Lord for above, our boy Jesus. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I got to like eleventh grade, and I think at one point I was just like, I don't actually know if I believe in this or just wanted an excuse to sing. Mm. Like right. Parts of my family are still religious and then parts of us aren't. And again, I think I'm more like leaning towards like, what is my spirituality? Now that I'm like, I'm an adult, I'm trying to figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in God still? No. No, not at all. Not like, not in any way that I've heard ever like talked about him in a religious sense. Sure. At least. Like maybe something, but I don't think there's like a God. Right. But I guess still trying to figure that out. Figuring it out. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 22. Okay. Yeah, you got some time to figure oh, that yeah, out. Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm not really... I don't really put too much time thinking about it. I kind of figure... My theory and the way I always say it is like, if there is a God, if I get there at the end, he's going to be like, oh, you were a good person just to be a good person and not to get into my good graces. Like, yeah. that's he fine. Like, and he's like, and that was the trick. All the yeah, people that were really exactly. just bowing down to me, they go straight to hell. Oh, Fuck I those know. people. So, I'm I just mean, looking for the true, genuine good people. Exactly. That's what... So I'm fine. I'm Sweet. in. Sweet. Yeah. If there's anything to get into, nice. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, growing up in a Christian or like a rather, you know, rather Catholic family, um, how did that, if at all, affect your, your like sexual upbringing? It's funny because my parents were so involved with like starting this church that never really made off the ground. But for years we like worked at trying to make this church come off the ground. Wait, 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 wait. Your family tried to start a church? It was like they were on the committee to start a church in our community. Oh. And, uh. Oh, that's real religious yeah there's like still a plot of land in our community that ne- the church was never built on but we used to meet at like a strip mall and all these young families in my neighborhood because it's like a new neighborhood mm. we used to like go there and have like church um like every sunday like planning sh- meetings yeah like we would have an actual we'd go to the strip mall that we built like had this room in and we would have services oh wow and sunday school and stuff and then our, our reverend at the time died of cancer. And it kind of just like dismantled after that. Mm-hmm. And then so did like my whole religious belief after that. So it just right. didn't really matter. But it so doesn't I, make you immortal. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying this out. one. Yeah. yeah. But then so there was like that side of my family. And then, so every weekend of my childhood was sent, spent in some church. But then on the other side... My parents are, like, very open about sexuality, very positive about it. Oh, interesting. To the point where, like, I tell my friends my conversations with my parents, and they're like, how, why, why do you know your dad's, like, number of guys or or women that he slept with? Like, (laughs) Why why do you know the amount of dudes your dad banged before you found your mom? But, yeah, it's like I know all these things about my parents' sex life. Well, that's really interesting because that's, obviously, that's not, like, the typical, um, like, Catholic no. religious family upbringing. Yeah. I mean, we we weren't super religious growing up, but I I didn't even I didn't even have that with my my yeah. parents. And like we we have a pretty decent relationship. Um, but I definitely didn't have those conversations with my parents growing up. Yeah. Um, and I feel like most people you would speak to who did come up in in that religiously dialed in sort of heavy yeah. upbringing uh that's like shunned yeah and it it would it kind of started more like my parents would always like joke about it and stuff in like an age-appropriate way depending how old we were and then my sister moved to university 
and it was just the three of us living at home and they just kind of I guess were like ah you're almost an adult like we're almost done with you we don't really care anymore and I remember going for breakfast one time a week after dropping her off and I came back from the bathroom and my mom's like put these numbers into the calculator and I'm timesing things and I was like what am I calculating and they're like oh we're trying to figure out the amount of times we've had sex since we got married and I was like really glad I can help you with oh this journey god. I was like what was the 15. number do you remember what oh the number god, came no. out to me my parents like hundreds it was like it was like this many times a week for this many years like minus this many trips maybe give or take like just like averaging everything out yeah for just their own curiosity with their 15 year old over breakfast uh, yeah what's what's your parents relationship like are they are they pretty they're so in love it's disgusting yeah uh, right, right. yeah they just they're they are like a really i'm really lucky like they're a really good um example of a, like just like that love that can mm-hmm. last because they've been married for I think it's like 30 years next year so how old are they oh, wow. in their 50s and mid 50s how how long have my parents been together They've been together for a little while. I feel Probably like, like third, didn't they hit their just 30? a little. Yeah. Well, you were not born when they got married. That's true. Yeah. So they've been. Yeah. But I feel like they they had me maybe. It, so yeah, they've probably been married for like thirty two years, maybe. Mm, yeah, like and that. same thing. My yeah. parents are like Super madly bad. in love. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm not really curious to know how many times they banged. Oh, my dad. That was actually something I found out at Lower Deck when he came to visit last. Uh, they were playing drinking games and people know that my parents will like get really involved with like drinking and conversations about sex so they'll like make it just happen they'll set yeah. that oh, they, that they environment up, up. Yeah, oh yeah like, oh yeah here we go Cece's parents are in the room let's get them talking about yeah. no literally and me and my sister are sitting there just minding our own business and all of a sudden my mom's like yeah I remember the number because it's in our postal code and I'm like great <laughs> I'm really glad that I have that trick so that this number is going to be burnt in my head forever. every time but no, and I remember like. Can you imagine if we had zip codes? I know. Oh God. Five seven one five five one two. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, they fucked oh, a God. lot. And like, it's funny because I remember even like growing up, we never really sat down and talked about sex in like a conversation because it was just a conversation that we didn't need to like sit down and have. It would just kind of come up. Mm. So, like, t- which is probably your parent. Like your pro- parents probably made that a, a pretty. Um, they, they, I, I'm guessing they did that on purpose. Like a conscious decision. Yeah, that was a very yeah. conscious decision for yeah. them to bring that up and, and make sure that it was like at the forefront. Yeah, and I think like, and so as much as we talked about it when I was younger and I kind of like was, I was like one of those teenagers who thought that if I was just like doing a lot of oral sex, then I was, you know, keeping my virginity sacred. Right. So I didn't actually lose my virginity in terms, and which now looking back, it's like such like a heterosexual way of thinking about sex and like that's but when you're in high school people think of sex as like penis and vagina yeah Yeah. and so that didn't happen for me until i was 18 my sister even older than that but but sex was so like so normal and it wasn't like i i don't know i just i just decided it wasn't like i was waiting for marriage it wasn't part of the religious thing i just didn't because my parents talked to me about like you know, you might want to wait until, you know, it's somebody you can trust You're and ready. you don't regret it. And so right. there, I remember that there being like this Tina Fey quote that came out and it was like, with in regards to your virginity, hold on to it for so long that you're uncomfortable and then just give it away. And that's like pretty uh, much what I did. I just, okay. All I was right. like, I don't want to be a virgin anymore. And I was like, hey, best friend, home for Christmas break. 
Let's nice. bang. That was pretty much it. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So your parents being so um open with you did they like at what point were they did they start talking to you about like safe sex the the reason i'm asking is because nobody ever had that talk with me yeah. and everyone well not everyone my stepmom assumed that i was having sex way before i was having sex and she was like freaking out and panicking and like the pill and the whatever and i was like not an issue uh yeah i i don't really like because when I like my first boyfriend in high school, I was like fifteen. My mom was like, "Oh, like, so like, how is th- serious are things getting?" And I'm like, "I'm not gonna have sex with him." And I remember driving with my dad once, and he was like, "Your mom like told me that like you're not having sex. I think that's like a good choice." And I'm like, "Thanks." He's like, "And there's like other things you can do." Like I remember when I was a teenager, like I had this girlfriend, and like we didn't have sex, but like we fooled around. There's like other stuff you can do, and I was like. Wait a second. Dad, you're talking about blowjobs? Are you like telling like, me? I know. Yeah, exactly. So they didn't really talk <laughs> to me about it then. Yeah. But I think they just, my mom was like, when you're going to do it, like, let me know so that we can get you what you need. And I don't know if it ever, like, I can't remember a distinct time of them sitting down and saying it to me. I think they just, mm. it was like small conversations throughout my teenage years that just kind of got me in the right headspace but yeah it sounds like it coming back to this uh this idea of like sort of holding on to your virginity uh for a certain you know amount of time and obviously your parents weren't like hammering it into your head like don't have sex until you're ready to be married don't have sex until you're ready to be married um yet you still hung on to it yeah do you think that it was their their like their openness and their trust in you that for sure okay like my parents and i have such a trusting relationship that i feel like part of it being younger was that trust part of it and like wanting them to like keep trusting me because i i so when i was a kid i uh and this is kind of away from sexuality but like i remember my dad caught me one night drinking yeah and so the next day you know I, i i was really drunk the next day my dad wakes me up with like a glass of orange juice and an Advil and he sits me down and he goes listen I know what you did last night 
Um, you're not grounded. However, from this moment forward, if I ever catch you drinking hard alcohol, you're, you're fucking done. Yeah. Your life will be over. I'll ruin your life. However, if you want to have alcohol and you want to drink beer, go for it. Drink as much beer as you want. I'll fucking buy it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's a good deal. And he was like, if you want a hard alcohol, you fucking wait until you're of age. You're 19. You can drink whatever you want. And so until I was 19, I didn't touch like vodka, rum, you know, tequila, gin, none of that shit. I I didn't even touch it. I just drank beer. And I think he knew like, okay, you're not going to get alcohol poisoning from drinking beer. Like your your fucking little tiny stomach is not going to be able to handle the carbonation will just blast that stuff out before you can even do any damage. Like you're not going to be able to hold it in. It's kind of smart on his part. And it, and it worked. It was like, okay, you trust me to actually do this thing that I'm not allowed to do. Uh, but you've given me these parameters and I'm not going to do yeah. this thing, this one thing that you're like hoping that I won't. Yeah. That was the exact same thing with my parents. Like, yeah. The exact same situation with alcohol. There was like one. Oh, interesting. One New Year's Eve. In Your parents school. seem cool as fuck. They are cool as fuck. And they're like, I feel like people don't expect it when they meet them. My parents are both like in manager positions in their jobs. And like my mom was like a PTA mom and they tried to start a church in my community. And then they're like, we took them to like parties and when they came to visit us in university and they play like, <laughs> I taught my dad this game called, um, it's called Slut Cup. And it's like Flip Cup, but with your tongue. Oh. So you line the cups up upside down on the edge of the table and then you have to flip them with your tongue. So the same concept of the flip from yeah, for your hands. Cup is prone, you just can flip it all the way upside down yeah. to interesting. And my dad No, we're not prone, they'd be upright. Prone's laying down, right? Yeah, upright, upright, yeah, yeah, flip yeah. them. Yeah. My dad's like uncomfortably good at that game. Oh, oh <laughs> which wow. was uh which is fun to see. Hey, yeah, Mom, yeah. You look out. Exactly. So there's that. Uh, and of course, he made that joke in front of everyone as well. Ah, so but that's yeah. My parents are they're pretty cool. But yeah, the the, the alcohol thing, I um they were like, oh, we'll buy you some alcohol for this New Year's Eve party, and I was like, oh, I've got some. They're like, okay. So then they sat me down. We're whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. we'll buy you alcohol, but you have to tell us so we can buy it for you, so we know what you're buying, like what yeah. you're drinking. Yeah. So yeah, but that's. Like all of those different topics that are kind of hard to navigate around with like teens. Yeah. It was always about trust with my parents, like always. So how about when you, when you are a teen and you know, you're not having sex, but you are, your, your, your oral sex is like your life. Is that like, is that <laughs> pretty much? I like the blowjob queen of I, school. I was, and it wasn't really a secret, which was really helpful in your high school career. Uh, let me yeah, tell you. Right, sure. Uh, but yeah, pretty much. I remember one time my mom caught me. <laughs> oh no! I was like under a blanket, fifteen, and my mom the next morning was like, "So when I came down, like." What was happening? Where were you? Yeah. Like, Where were you? I looked everywhere. Oh, I was like sleeping on his lap. We thought that looked really bad. Like we were laughing about it. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, not sure if she bought it to this day, but. Uh, oh, a hundred percent she did not at all. <laughs> we don't talk about Are you it. Are kidding me? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But. Yeah, that was kind of my high school life. Was <laughs> did just... it did it affect your like your, you know? I, I remember when I was growing up, uh, there was a girl who uh, she banged a dude at our high school dance. 
I was in grade 10. She was in grade 11, and she had sex with a guy in grade 10 at the dance. On the dance floor? Uh, uh, on the stage behind the, the curtain. curtain. Right, of course. Classic. And when everyone found out, she got slut-shamed sh- slut yeah. so fucking hard. Like, she was the whore of the school, and, like, everybody made sure she knew it. Mm-hmm. And I think back to that moment, and I'm like, holy fuck, what a horrible... What a horrible thing! Like, what a terrible. You know, she's. It, it's like, of course they're gonna. Of course, of course they're gonna bang at a at a much music video dance. Yeah. Like everybody's just grinding up on each other, and like Nelly is playing the entire time. Like, who's not gonna fuck at that? Yeah. Um. Did you did you face any sort of like high school slut shaming because of your your blowjob prowess? I did, and. I went on an exchange trip to Europe and I remember it got really bad after that because the last night they had this big party and it was by this forest and I went away with this guy in this forest. Prime time, dick sucking time near a forest. It was. Mm -hmm. And I remember (laughs) I would even, like I was like 17, a virgin, but I would like 69 with guys. Mm. And I remember doing this in a forest floor. And people thought I was missing. Like, people didn't know where I was. And oh, no. it was by a force. So there was, like, a search party of teens looking for me. <laughs> and we were drinking absinthe. So I was just, like... Fucked. Fucked. Yeah. And I remember, like, running and getting the majority of my clothes except for one item. When I got back, there was this person who didn't speak English because they were a student there behind me with my underwear on a stick. And they're like, <gasps> I think this belongs to you. <laughs> in front of everyone. Oh, no. And I was like 16 at the time. And so when I came back to school the next year, the story had spun and it was like, oh, we found her tied to a fence or something. Like it got really out of control. <laughs> wow. And so like there used to be like little like names in the hallway and stuff like that. And I think... Do you remember any of the names? It would just be like incorporating blowjob into my name. Right. It wasn't really creative. Right, yeah. right. But I guess it didn't really have to be when you're 17. It's going to make them feel shitty regardless. Sure. Mm. And then it's like also... I just think it's like it's it sucks because you're trying to figure out sex and you're trying to figure out what relationships look like. And then there's all this like pressure. And I was thinking about it the other day. And in terms of like giving oral sex, I was like... I remember when I, the whole time I was doing it, I used to think, am I doing okay? Am I doing okay? Like, what are they going to tell people? Mm. And versus like, oh, I'm going to make my partner feel really good. Mm. Right. And like, mm-hmm. what a difference, like, Those you two... know, that time has made. And right. Okay, right, right. Versus like now, with my partner now, I would never be like, oh my gosh, I wonder how much he's critiquing me right now. Mm-hmm. I'm right. like, congratulations, you're getting your dick sucked. <laughs> yeah. Like, but... Yeah, it's just like when you're young, it's so tough. And it did have an effect, I think, on me um, because I kind of throughout high school had a lot of stuff like shit go down. And I think that it totally played into it, like the the slut shaming part of it. And also I got into kind of a a bad situation in terms of, I guess, like a guy at a party. And I think it was because he knew my reputation, like he knew Mm -hmm. things about me. So then uh, it kind of like made him want to like set the environment for something to happen. Right. Bad situation as in like a sexual assault yeah, sort of. Yeah. It was at, and it was a good, it was a friend of mine. They'd been on the exchange with me. Uh, so they, they knew the story and stuff. And so again, I was like 16 and it was like in his basement and 
just you know trying to get me like hidden under these stairs and stuff and it got so messy and I just remember getting out of the situation and feeling like got into the situation again and it wasn't until the next morning I was telling my friend about it and I was like yeah I tr-, like I kept being like no like let's leave and she was like well like what happened I was like well he tried but like it was dark and he like couldn't get it in and so eventually I got him off of me and got upstairs and got home she's like well if he had been successful would you have like called the police and it wasn't until she said Ooh. that that I was like wait a second like that was sexual assault like mm. it didn't even clue into me yeah because it was just something that I was like and that should have happened like for so you know people. it's like yeah we you there's no education in sexual assault never really. yeah like, you don't like there's no way of yeah no one talked about consent when we were younger. And I like I do think that these conversations are happening more now. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah. like not when I was in high school. No. At all. No, me neither. Do you think he would have thought it was sexual assault? I think about that a lot because I like I know him as a person and like we're not super close, but I, I like to think that he wouldn't do that, like that it wasn't planned or like premeditated. Right. That situation is there's so many details that came out after, like, the fact that they, so my friends kind of, like, hid me under a staircase um, in, like, one of those little, like, Harry Potter closets because mm-hmm. I was really drunk and they were going to hide on me. And then he kind of, like, got everyone out of the basement, was like, leave, 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 like, don't come down and, like, push me back in and stuff. So, I don't know, parts of me are, right. like, we were friends and I don't, I, but then I'm also, like, that's just 16-year-old me trying to put the blame back on myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. It's hard, and like I couldn't talk about it with anybody because you're in high school and these are your friends. And yeah, it's like it it affects social, like yeah, all social interactions from that point forward. Exactly. And it's like the way your brain works at that at that time is so different. You can't think of like long term no. anything when you're a teenager. No. Like it's also it's so short term. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and I've been thinking too as you've been talking about the dynamics, particularly between. Not everybody had this experience, but like high school girlfriends. Yes. Like your girlfriends are like your friends, but they're also a lot of time not the best friends. Mm. And like when you talk about slut shaming, I, I think about, you know, the dynamic that I saw. Not maybe not particularly with my group of friends because I had like one friend in high school, but other circles and watching them and be like, they're shitty to each other. Mm-hmm. Like and slut shaming is mostly them at each other. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that I like it was even continued into my undergrad. Like the same but like at a a smaller scale, I think, because you've got more people and there's a bigger community, but I still think that there is certain like slut shaming that goes on on a university level. Um it's just not as maybe as obvious or as catty as it is in high school. Do you have any examples of that? I like things like Girls will always talk about like who's hooked up with who, and I think it's hard too when you are have guy friends and they start to tell stories about different girls and things they do in bed and whatever, and then it's like, oh, that girl's got you know she's up to fifty kills and like she'll pretty much do anything and things like that, and it's just 
I think it's more in a casual context, but Ooh. it's it's not going up to them on the hallway and incorporating blowjob into their name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right. undertones and like passive aggressiveness. Well, we were talking with um, one of the professors at, uh, was it she from St. Mary's? Uh, yeah, I believe she works at St. Mary's. Yeah, yeah. and she was talking about um, like competitiveness, like male. Yes. Um, Intrasexual female competition. Yeah, so it's basically slut shaming is, uh, is one way that we compete with each other that's a tactic as females and it's so funny because i'm hearing that and i'm thinking about how anytime i've ever heard anybody especially guys talking about like what particular girls will do in bed or like this like even sometimes i hear people talking about like crazy things like that that girls have done during hookups i like this just feels like a fucking rodeo. This yeah. is like, w- how out there can you get? And it's like, yeah, but how's the sex that you're having? Mm. Well, that's the thing. It gets like when you start talking about those conversations, it's like, oh, this girl did this. And it's like, yeah, that like that's a good thing for you. Like, you are trash talking something that you were enjoying in the moment yeah. and like yeah. something that yeah, right. you participated yeah. in. You're laughing at it, yet you were in it. And, and enjoyed it. for sure fucking loved <laughs> yeah. it. And the way you're saying it, you can tell you loved it. Exactly. But you're still putting this air of like, what a fucking slut, right? Yeah. And it, it's and it's obviously there's like that double standard of of gender as well in terms of like, it's not usually the other way around. It's not very that it's never the other way around, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's not usually the other way around. I, you know, it's a lot towards females and towards women. It's an um, objectification. Exactly. Kind of but I also think too, there's just like... There is a nice, you know, on a positive side in university. Um, when I, like, there was a period of time that I was very sexual for, like, very frequent partners um, in a short span of time. And I, I do find that there was a lot more people being very positive about it mm-hmm. and being, like, oh, good for you. Like, get it? And not as negative as it was in high school. And it was, like, yeah, you know. I don't know, as as bad. So I think that there is like progress as you mature. Yeah. But I think it's always Oh, there. for sure. I yeah. mean, like I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember the last time I've been in any sort of social situation where I feel like I viewed any kind of slut shaming, whether that be towards men or towards women in like my recent adult life. Like, I just feel like that's, it, yeah. I feel like it is a sort of maturity thing. Like, yeah. I feel like we... And who knows, like, like you said, the conversation is happening now when we talk about consent and things like that. And I feel like that's automatically going to have an effect on the way that people talk about their sexuality and, you know, what, like how active their sexuality is if when they're having those sort of like one-on-one conversations with friends or group conversations or whatever. But I feel like uh, it is like a maturity thing where you just don't, it's like high school kids just don't know how to... Like everything when it comes to any kind of social situation. They don't know how to fucking do anything. And so they're like, they're trying to figure it out. And they're like, whoa, I just got like the best blowjob of my life. And it happened to be like, like at a graveyard at the the head of a tombstone. And like, wow, how do I say this without like making people think that I'm an asshole? I'll blame it on her. Yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it just makes no fucking sense at all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Like I... I remember one time in high school, there was this girl who gave this guy like a hand job in, in a movie theater and they made an urban dictionary 
like phrase about, about it, her about her yeah. and it was like submitted into the into the website and it was like <laughs> online you could probably still find it if i could remember what it was but like that's and it was like dude some girl give you a handjob in a like in a movie you theater like one big time exactly so it was just like yeah that whereas i stuff. just like well just a few months ago two friends of mine who are dating she was telling me about her, the time that her and her boyfriend just went to go see a movie and they sat at the very back and there was other people in the theater and she just sat on his dick and they fully fucked right there <sighs> and did it. And I was like, that's amazing. That's, you guys, that's so fucking cool. Good job, guys. Yeah. You know, like, there was no part of that. That was me thinking, oh my God, you horrible slut. Yeah. Like, that's so disgusting. Yeah. And I think that I'm really lucky that I, like, I'm around more people and I think it is partly maturity and partly just who you surround yourself with yeah as you grow up i think i'm around like way more positive people when it comes to my sexuality because i do like to talk about sex and i do like to have sex and you know like you know most people like to have sex so like Mm -hmm. why don't i know some people don't like talking about it but i'm not one of those people Mm -hmm. but i'm glad that i'm around you being on a podcast where you talk about sex sex. Yeah. yeah so i think that it's great that there's like more positive conversations but i also think a lot of media plays into like the other side of things. Like I recently started How I Met Your Mother on Netflix. I watch it all the time and it's really funny, but then I get to scenes and I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. Like the way that they talk about women and the way that like Barney, like Simpson, like Stinson, whatever it is, ends up talking about his like conquests or like the things he does in like borderline on like sexual assault. Like the whole like naked man thing where... They would go on a date with a girl and get an excuse to go into her ba- her apartment, and then while she was like not in the room, get naked and then just be naked while she was like there. Yeah, very Louis C.K. And you're and you're exactly, and then you're like, that's kind of like not okay. Yeah, yeah. just because yeah. you're in like because you she did not have the intention of getting you naked. Mm-hmm. You asked to go see her bathroom and then you whipped your dick out. Like, yeah, and yeah. so I think that it's hard, you know, like there's still that. What's funny though is that wouldn't fly today. No, yeah. There's someone made but it. it someone flies made a sick, on television. But what I'm saying is that that flew 20, when like you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like ten years ago, yeah, when how your how I met your mother came out. But someone made that today. There's no fucking way. Yeah, they, there absolutely. would be there would be full on outrage. Like it just wouldn't happen. That makes me cringe so hard oh, thinking it, about how many performers are out there looking at their work from from like ten years ago going. Oh, like yeah. you, Bridie. Like fucking. I mean, you were you were Rufus cringing at it. Yeah, you were yeah. cringing at that movie. What was it called again? Mm. <laughs> Someone might be able to pick it up if they isolate <laughs> your voice there. But that's the thing. It's like you go back and you look at Eddie Murphy raw. I mean, fuck. You want to talk about something that would never fly? Yeah. You know, the first two minutes into this into a stand-up special that is considered one of the best stand-up specials. Of all time. Yeah. And he's making faggot jokes and like, like not in a funny way. Like it's in a very like slanderous, like, yo, all the faggots in the room, like get out kind of thing. And it's like, it's, it's so jarring. Yeah. And it makes you just like, it just, it, it really like fucks you up when you're watching it today. Let's get him on the show. I would, I would would (laughs) love to. It's interesting too because it kind of goes with the same concept of like when you're in high school looking at your behavior and your mm, and your actions and totally. then yeah. but it's yeah. like it's not just age and maturity it's the fact that we're getting more aware and we're having more conversations about things like that I That's mean right. 
is on my university campus where I went and did my undergrad recently some guys were arrested for sexual assault and there's been a really really positive movement in terms of a lot of the students reacting to it but on the other hand there's still like the administration still saying some things that are not very well worded and like oh we're pretty fortunate for the frequency that it happens on campus and i'm like we had someone one's too many but yeah yeah, we had someone on sick boy uh it was actually a sexual assault episode yeah and i believe she went to her undergrad she did her undergrad where you went yeah and it was that conversation yeah it was like it's a little it's a little icky the way well and a year ago when i still went there I also was sexually assaulted again in my senior year. And it's like seeing somebody say, and, you know, you asked before we started recording, like, oh, do you ever, like, does it ever upset you talking about it or, or like listening to other conversations about it? Mm-hmm. I, when I'm in a positive, you know, environment where people are feeling like they can share their experiences, like never, I never feel like triggered or upset about it. But hearing an administrator say, we're really fortunate for the amount it happens on campus, like mm. that upsets me. That's a little yeah. fucked up, yeah. Because you're like, the amount that you have to hear about it yeah. is fortunate for you. Because you're not call. hearing about a huge majority exactly. of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The numbers are skewed for sure. Exactly. And who's wording those things? Are those, those are people that might be 20, 30 years older than exactly. us who... Yeah. Didn't are not growing up at the same time we yeah. are with the same conversations exactly and yeah or the same outlook yeah. on what sexual assault means yeah. you know to what it yeah, did when they were fair. when yeah. they were that young but I think even too like having last year's experience and I kind of like fell back into that like sixteen year old experience that I had and I still felt the same way where both times I felt like I couldn't say anything mm. because the most messed up thing is that it's usually someone you know yeah. So, you know, and so many of these like people, it's people they were seeing or people that they were hanging out with once upon a time or a friend of a friend, which was who it was in the second scenario. And it's like you still there's still so much progress to be said because mm-hmm. I I mean, I applaud the girl who's come forward recently, but I, do, I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't have the news stories about it and the even all the positive stuff, like even all the positive posts about it. I don't think I could. Yeah, you don't want to be the poster it. child for that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. just would not want to. And that's fair. Like, and and that's a really tough thing for, I think, a lot of people to under, wrap their heads around is like, that can, it's not, it can affect, it affects your whole life. Your whole you, life. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know Lucy, but Lucy Decatur and when, when that whole Gian Gameshi thing came out, I, I, and you know, I'd love to speak to Lucy at some point to get her take on it, but I'm so curious to know like what her... Because she became that, you know, like she, as soon as she opened her mouth, she opened her life to a massive criticism, massive, like wave of both criticism and praise. Mm -hmm. And it's like, did you prep yourself for that? You know, like, were you ready for that? And did you want that? Like, fuck, it can't be easy. I think that too. So like after what happened in fourth year happened, it was at my house and it was just friends were over and someone got me drunk and got me into a room upstairs and and the next morning I had no idea no memory of anything and one of my roommates who was sober that night kind of was like oh like we found you in this room people were wondering where you were it was this guy who had been sketchy to me before to you in in Halifax trying to I was here in Halifax and I was trying to I was at a bar and then he just like kept touching me under the table to the point where I was like I need to go home I need to leave and then he visited a friend at my university and 
didn't have the same opportunity to leave. So mm. the next morning I went to campus and luckily the campus did have a lot of resources. I was a student leader, so I knew who to call mm. and what to do because I've heard that speech a million times. Yeah. But so I did all that and it was fine. But they were like, do you want to collect things? Do you want us to keep these like your clothes and everything and the swabs and we'll keep it for three months and then we usually get rid of it. And I was like, we'll keep it because I might change my mind. Like I was so obviously, I barely remember that whole day. Um, but I remember it just as time ticked on the three months and I was like, I'm never going to do anything with these things. Like I'm Ooh. never going to report it. I'm never going to move forward with it because I just couldn't imagine taking that on the unfolding of it like especially given the fact that i am someone that's open with my sexuality and people know stories that's i went to a small school everybody knows everything about everyone Mm. were you doing that were you like building a case against yourself absolutely absolutely and it sucks because none of that at all is makes me deserve any of it or you know give it shouldn't be a strong case just because I've been consensually sexually active with other people. Yeah. But absolutely I did mm. because, you know, I've had a reputation since I was like 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it was like seven years worth of shit that you could bring up in front of a jury and my parents and right. as open as I am with my parents about my sexuality, I don't really want them hearing all those stories. So, yeah. and my parents knew about this Uh, when it happened so that's the nice thing about having such a like a trusting relationship with my parents is i was able to call my mom the next day okay and uh i went ended up going home for a week so i flew home um because i live in ontario so i went home for a week and i remember like getting off the plane and my dad seeing me yeah and like giving me a hug and i like immediately broke down and Mm -hmm. he was like shaking and like that was really really hard for i think my parents yeah because we talked about sex a lot but we hadn't talked about that wow mm. it would be that would yeah. be so hard but i would i did feel comfort going home like i felt right. like i had a place to go where even that one, the first night staying at my like my house at my university before i flew home the next morning like that night i can't imagine doing that for a week and like not being at home with my parents yeah. Yeah. so like i'm very lucky to have that relationship with that 100 percent because there's a lot of people that that would happen and yeah. the the last people they want to find out exactly is yeah. their parents my know? parents are one of the only people i talk to about it yeah. ever so yeah. that's amazing yeah. and it's good for so amazing for your relationship to them too because like those challenging things are the people are the things that the things that are hardest to talk about are obviously mm-hmm. the things that make you closest to the people you're sharing them with how has the you know how has all of this i mean like every i feel like we've just all we've talked about is your your past, but like, how has all of this um, affected your sex life? Your your like your your approach to sexuality today? Yeah, and I think that that was something I thought about. Like coming here, I was like, there's all these different things that kind of like shape who you are sexually, and I I feel like there's different like sex stages of your life. So it's like finding out what your sexuality is and like what sex is to you and how you feel comfortable what you like what you don't like the Mm -hmm. discovery phase and then there's like once you're comfortable and then there's still phases i'm not on like what does sex look like in a marriage or what does Mm -hmm. it look like if i have kids and what does sex during menopause look like and all these different you have a whole lifetime a whole lifetime of sex ahead of me (laughs) but i think that i i do look at all these like kind of shitty sexual experiences i've had and the fact that i am you know 
I still really like to have sex. I still trust sexual partners. I'm in a monogamous relationship right now, so there's obviously like a different level of trust when you're with a part a consistent partner that you have an emotional relationship mm-hmm. with. But just before I started dating him, I was having a different sexual partner every other week. Like it was and I didn't feel uncomfortable in that. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that the foundation that was laid, whether it was my parents or whatever it was that sex was normal and that it was good and that it was positive was so strong in me that I was able to kind of get over the other stuff. Mm. Like I still have always seen sex as this like positive thing and something that you share with somebody, whether it's out of love or not, but like you share with another person and you share with yourself Mm -hmm. and so luckily, I think that my foundation was just so strong feeling like I never felt like sex was something to be ashamed of in terms of from the people that I trusted the most, which which were my family and my parents and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I can I'm very aware that the people in high school were shitty people in high school. And, you know, I'm well aware that there's shitty guys who will do shitty things and shitty girls that will do shitty things to people. There's, you know, just mm-hmm. a sexual assault is awful, but those are bad people. It doesn't. I don't I try really hard to remind myself that that's not sex like those experiences are assault and this is sex in a different they're two separate things separate things but I think that after like there's definitely a period of uh, like a refractory period where you kind of have to like figure things out again Mm -hmm. Um, like I think you know after after my first sexual assault when I was 16 I didn't do anything physical with someone for like a year um and then when it did happen I remember like I immediately broke into tears (laughs) and it was like this really awkward sweet sweet kid who just like I'm probably the first like girl he's ever kissed scarred him for life scarred him for life because I just immediately started (laughs) bawling hooking up with him and I was like I'm so sorry but like I just I didn't realize I was still sitting there Yeah. yeah um but and then after the second time it just, I think it just, I just needed a little bit of a break. And the next person that I ended up sleeping with was somebody I knew and trusted really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's the only way it would have worked and kind of like got back into reminding me. And it was, some, it was a, a sexual partner I'd had in the past. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like comforting, right. I guess, in that way. Like it was familiar and safe. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like another, it wasn't like a person that I just decided to hook up with that I kind of knew. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think that, that's partly how to like how I handled it was that I always went to somewhere safe afterwards or like someone I trusted or cried in the back of a car. Yeah. You know, either or. Well, kudos to you for having that ability to like find a way back into it. That is, is, is mindful. Yeah. Mindful and like somewhat healthy and, and, and like keeping in, in mind that, you know, having that ability to separate the two. Yeah. Because uh, I think that that's, uh, I don't want to say that that's rare, but I think that that's something that a lot of people m- might have a hard time doing. Absolutely. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that that's, that's pretty, pretty kick ass that you have the ability to do that. Yeah. I've, I'm, and I'm so happy because like for me, like sex is a big part of my life and I do enjoy it. And, you know, like I would, I always just didn't want those people to like take something away from me and like have some permanent, like part of who I like who I am and like yeah sex is part of my identity and like how I enjoy part life is 
you know, and how I share connections with people and how they like take it's it how you way. and your family get along. It's, it's what we <laughs> talk about at dinner table. Yeah, so. what would you have at at, at family <laughs> dinners? Yeah, if you didn't have sex. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were made a photo, but uh, yeah, no, it's so true. And I mean, and my parents, you know, they know about both incidences now, and um. And we don't really talk about it too often, obviously, unless I bring it up or it makes sense. But, you know, the, that's the thing, too, is that we they kept being normal around me, which I feel was yeah. good. And, you know, they weren't like when they found out that I got a boyfriend afterwards, they weren't like, are you oh, sure? Like, are you OK? Yeah. Right, like, yeah. Are you sleeping in the pool again? Mm-hmm. Like, actually, I think that my parents... The next time I went home with somebody, they were there for an event. It was at an event. I went home with somebody um, and they were actually there. And the next morning they're like, so like, how was your night? Because they like watched me walk out with this guy. Yeah. And they knew him. And Mm. I was just like, oh, fine. So I feel like they just kept being normal. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder what was that that was like for them. I'd be so curious to like hear you know, down the road, if you ever get a chance to talk to them and be like, yeah. how, cause like if you have kids and you're like, what if this happens? How do I handle it? How do I, how do I work through my own internal, like uh, heartbreak about something like this happening to someone I love without it being like, without, you know, doing the thing that parents do sometimes to kids when it's like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? And like making it far worse, you yeah. know? The week I was home was not, the smoothest ride no. like we kind of all went through an emotional roller coaster together mm. my mom had a little bit of a breakdown yeah. i had a little bit of a breakdown i think my dad was fighting it yeah. yeah um but i think that week was kind of good for us because by the end of the week it was like okay we all i think we needed to be together not just for me but for them i think they needed to see me yeah. make sure i was okay, okay yeah. you know um and i've had mental health issues in the past so I feel like that played into it because they were so worried it was going to trigger something in me. Right. Um, and so like making sure that that, that that was solid and that I could go back to school. I think that that was, they needed that as well. So kudos to your parents. Yeah. Have you watched Big Mouth? No. On Netflix? Okay. Huge recommendation. Okay. 100% worth it. You haven't watched it yet, have you? I watched a couple of episodes. You did? Okay. I've been I've been pushing you to watch it. It's uh, Nick Kroll and and John Mulaney, uh, these two amazing comedians. They're like a dream team duo. They come together and they do these amazing things, but they have this animated series on Netflix. And it's about um, these two young boys in like junior high. It's a coming of age tale of these two young guys going through puberty. And so the whole show is just about puberty and about the changes we go through as like young children into young adults and um the (laughs) the short kid who's played by nick kroll his mom and dad like the entire time we've been talking i've been picturing his mom and dad (laughs) who's played by fred armson and i forget the mom but they're like way over the top like overshares and it's so so comically rich uh, but yeah, you should definitely, definitely check it out. I know there's yeah. people who listen to the show who like binge the entire first season and it's, I watched it while I was in the hospital actually during my surgery and it's fuck. It's so funny. It's so funny. Everybody should go watch it. Big mouth. This episode is brought to you by big mouth, Netflix <laughs> original. Rebel. Yeah. And rebel. Yeah. I uh, think, I think it's funny cause it's during like that puberty, like teenage time that you kind of like figure out so much about sex but like yeah we don't really like go back to her to think about it very often but like that definitely 
had such an impact on mm-hmm. who I, I who I am sexually. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of those things did impact me in some way. And um and like even so like the mental health stuff I went through, I went through an eating disorder in high school. And like that's all about well, it had a lot for me to do about, you know, my body and control. Um, control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so those two things were, you know, is all it all started with control and then as it kind of does and you kind of a lot, kind of the t- like the tale story of an eating disorder. You get really controlling over something, and then you start taking things away, and then you become obsessed with it, and you have to be perfect at it, and you end up getting carried away in it. And I did for years, and I, and even that, like it all just kind of shaped who I am now. And now my relationship with my body versus before my eating disorder is completely different. Yeah, and, and that totally has an impact on how I share my body with other people. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. So I just and like even so the time when I after when I was in high school and I was crying in the back of that guy's car, I was just kind of in the deep of my eating disorder, and so I think it partly was to do with oh my gosh I'm getting you know vulnerable with a person for the first time since this traumatic event, and partly like oh my gosh someone else is getting a piece of my body that I'm right now protecting with everything I have, yeah. and so there's just there's so many different layers to things that are now I'm beyond like I've moved past I've you know healed from them in a way and recovered from them in a way but they completely affect every sexual experience I'll have from here on out mm-hmm. we don't really like reflect back at our teenage years and like oh we were all kind of slut shamed in high school but like luckily we're over that now mm-hmm. like we we rarely reflect on any of our years yeah. you know we we often forget where we come from are you kidding me I obsessively <laughs> analyze. Because I don't at all. I did. All, I definitely did all through my twenties. I was like analyzing every step I made, every like along the. What are the pat? What are my patterns? Yeah, what I'm are like my hangups? What are? Yeah, you're very present. You're a very present person. Mm, I no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say I'm a very present person. Uh, I would say I would say mo- more than a present person. I'm a very. Um, I don't know. I do focus a lot on the future. Mm. Like I do think about the future in a in a weird way more than I am present. And I think instead of being present, I'm more like uh, I'm I'm a fucking aloof. Like I'm just aloof to a lot of stuff. I don't know. I don't like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just can't remember anything. I could I couldn't remember <laughs> what I did yesterday. The, the, you know the, what I mean? It's like the, I'm not the fucking, sticking point here is your memory. Yeah, I think that's what we're <laughs> yeah, talking about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's it's interesting when you like I'm such a reflective person, and I think that comes from like my tendency to overanalyze things. Right. Me too. So I think that that's probably I think I'm like reflected to a fault. Like I that. feel like I wish I was more reflective. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I think it's you know it's interesting that there's more conversations in media and like shows and stuff about that kind of like puberty time and mm-hmm. you know because like that is such an impactful part. Oh my. God. God and when you're in it and you're just the like worst. this is <laughs> yeah. forever exactly yeah, oh guys, my god Big Mouth is so good it I is, honestly it cannot I, I get like over it it. how <laughs> rich it is because it, it's so relatable yeah it is the and actually you know it's when I was watching it I was going this would be amazing as a educational tool for young kids who are going through puberty right now the only problem is it's so 
not PG. Yeah. Like, it's so adult themed. But our high school kids. But fuck, yeah. it's so, it's still so, there's still really good yeah. lessons in there. I don't know. But like, are high school kids PG? Like, no. I no. wasn't. Fuck no. Because you're not in a force. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Oh, God. That reminds me of the story. I don't know if I told on the podcast, but the story where I was getting the blowjob and the gum fell on my pubes and I got bit by all those mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you told that story. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it for another oh, episode. Yeah. Uh, Cece, I just want to thank you for um for such a like <laughs> honest and and uh yeah just such a like open conversation for coming in here and and allowing us to talk about all of those experiences thank you um I, this this is a really this is a really fantastic episode. I think my I I don't remember actually if this was talked about on the episode with my sister, but one of the things she had wanted to talk about was like what it's like to go through sexual assault but not let it not be not let it identify you mm. for like and carry it forward. And we did so, touch on that a bit, yeah, with yeah. Tara. And uh, and I think there it the more stories of that out there the better so mm-hmm. i also really appreciate that i'm sure a lot of people who are listening will too thank you yeah thank yeah. you thanks for having me and thank you all so much for listening uh we hope you loved it as much as we did and as always we'll be back with another fantastic episode uh in the meantime head on over to apple podcasts jesus christ that gets me every time <laughs> no one can hear that but i get these notifications from slack Oh yeah, my fucking computer. And it's oh god, it goes right into my headphones and it's so loud. That's what it's like living with you. You're Jesus. beeping all the time, like yeah. your phone or your computer, is or my butt, or your butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, since your surgery, your butt's been beeping. Uh, what was I saying? Go subscribe, <laughs> rate, Apple review, Podcasts. all that shit. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You know what's funny about our, our Facebook? Uh, I love Facebook as a tool for. Um, for spreading awareness and talking about what it is you're up to. Man, but it doesn't like us. Oh, fuck, it does not. Facebook, Facebook just throttles the fuck out of our posts because all of our posts have words like ass, sex uh, and cum and ass and balls. And yeah, so if you want to see vagina. any of our Facebook content, you're just going to have to go to our Facebook page. No, yeah, it's, it's not going to show up It's not going to pop feed. up on your shit. <laughs> but go to our Instagram and you can see lots of ass and yeah. And uh, we got lots of awesome booty photos up there. We should be using t- really Twitter should be our jam. Oh my it's god, so much, I it's can't so much work. Even learn that thing. I know um, it's, but I just don't have the time. You can also go to our website, trimmyonpodcast.com, find a couple of submission forms there, future guests, or some questions. Uh, yeah, what are those called again? Brain, Brain boners. Um, and uh, a fucking dumb name. Just keep in mind that you know we might be looking at traveling in the near future. So if you live out of town and you specifically if you live in Austin, Texas, in around and around March of or you know someone in Austin, Texas, you want to nominate Who that knows? we can hunt down. Yeah, let's uh, let's make that happen. South by Southwest, what's up? That's all for this week. Until next week, go fuck yourself. Thank you.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.